in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother f***ers. Rip them cuckoo suckers like the f***ing players. All right, hold on. We got to start Bischoff's Priest with a tweet from Tom Polissero. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. Dan Quinn has informed the team that he's staying with the Cowboys, per sources. Six teams requested head coaching interviews with Quinn, who decided he wanted to return to Dallas and try to win a Super Bowl. I can't read that without thinking Dan Quinn didn't get a job offer. Right. And now he's announcing, right. he's oh, I'm going to stay with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed with six teams and no one offered me a job. <laughs> I bombed six interviews. <sighs> How'd I get that Falcons job, man? I'm just going to stay here, guys. My decision, let's go win a Super Bowl, boys. I love that so much. Well, he also probably is thinking, uh, all right, Mike Mike McCarthy might get fired halfway through the season. Ooh, I could be, I've got the most head coaching experience on the staff. He could be Rich Passaccia 2.0. Yeah, exactly. The interim. Take him to the playoffs. Next question. The Cavaliers beat the Bucs 115 to 99 last night. Kevin Love scored 25. What? Six Cavaliers scored in double figures. The Cavs are third in the East. They're a game and a half out of first. They're ahead of Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly. They have the fifth best net rating in the NBA, first in the East. They have the third best defensive rating in the NBA. By the way, the Bucs had 19 turnovers last night. Giannis had seven. Are we going to have to pay attention to the Cavs in the playoffs? We're paying attention to a team with Ricky Rubio and Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Kevin Love at I mean, 58. Rubio's not there anymore. Oh, He's hurt, but yeah. Old Darius Kevin Love, Garland, Darius Garland's best player, Evan Colin Mobley. Sexton. It's a it's I'm a just, strange group of players. They that average. I, they have like twenty guys who average double figures. Right. I okay. I have not watched the Cavaliers play a single game this year. How I don't could you? They're not on TNT. I did watch highlights of their game against the Bucks last night. So like Evan Mobley had a cool dunk. Kevin Love made a bunch of shots, and they forced a bunch of turnovers. But I like this doesn't feel like a legitimate NBA contender, even though every number I just read you right. suggests that they're they a legitimate NBA contender. Yeah. I just have a hard time believing that a collection of guys playing right. really well is actually going to get it done. Some of the guys we just mentioned. Right. Like, I have a hard time believing they're going to win a playoff series, in all honesty. Yes. But again, it, it, they're the number one team in the NBA by net rating, and they're number three in the entire league by defensive rating. Like, they're clearly good. Like, they've been good this year. And if I knew nothing about the NBA except for, like, net ratings of teams. So if I didn't you know just players, did blind resume and you looked at those numbers, you'd be like, oh, that's a contender. Right. I'd be like, Cavs could win the NBA title. Yeah. They're the favorites to come out of the East, at least. Uh, but no. So, I don't know. We've done this before with the Cavs, like, a week ago, where it's like, yeah, that team's actually right. good. Who's on that? Oh, right. Darius Garland? Okay. Like, it's it's a bizarre team, but we, we might have to pay attention because they throttled the Bucks last night too. Like 115.99 is closer than the actual score was or should have been. Like they beat the hell out of the Bucks last night who I think what most people would say the Bucks are a fully healthy Nets are the best yes. teams in the East. Like even yes. though they're not in first. I, it's, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Cavs are good apparently. We got to pay attention. Man, you know that's a great question. 
The Nets won't trade James Harden at the trade deadline, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Can anybody tell me why the Nets would trade why? James Harden at the trade deadline? Again, <laughs> and and you have down here, would he opt out in the summer? Then let him opt out in the summer. Right. Go win the NBA title. Right. I mean, I know it's like the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, if you even if you have him for one more year, then why are you moving him when you have a chance to win the NBA title? And if you win the NBA title, say, hey, go ahead and opt out. We don't right. care. We just want a title. Like, I don't understand, like, this whole... Where'd all these rumors come right. from? Right. It's last week, it was, well, the 76ers are not going to trade Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons for James Harden. Because they're going to go get James Harden the offseason. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that turned into, well, the Nets are not trading James Harden now. And it's like, of why course, would they? Of course they're not going to trade him yeah. now. Why would they trade? Like, I guess Kevin Durant is going to be out for the rest of the season. Then you'd be like, okay, we're not going to win the title this year, so let's get something for James right. Harden. But Kevin Durant, as far as we know, not out for the right. rest of the season. I just, I saw that uh, tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski yesterday. And I was like, okay, and yeah, like, yes, the Lakers are not going to trade LeBron James at the deadline. <laughs> yeah, figured that one, got that one figured out. I, I don't get it. The Nets could win the NBA title if they're healthy and Kyrie's allowed to play in home yep. games. They could win the NBA title. Why would you trade the second best player on that team? Like they need James Harden to win the title this year. Who cares if he leaves in the offseason? Yeah. It's the NBA. You can attract a different free agent. Great question. Thank Thanks, you. Another fun story. According to Ian Rappaport, the Giants won't trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, yesterday, John Merrill, one of the co-owners of the Giants, talked to the media. Uh, they apparently love Daniel Jones. Said, we feel Daniel can play. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up. <laughs> what about throwing the previous administration under the bus? He was the, he was the previous administration. <laughs> it's just, it's a, we've done everything possible to screw him up. So I believe this is just him saying this publicly that they, you know, Daniel Jones, He we still believe in him and all that because Daniel Jones is currently the best quarterback on that roster and you if you need him, you want him to believe that you think he's good. But in all seriousness, legal issues, if those get settled, if you're the Giants and you have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, you're not saying, no, thank you, we have no. Daniel Jones. Top five quarterback. Right? No, Nobody's saying that. No, thank you, we no. have Daniel Jones. Right? No. You're saying, oh. This is more yes, an easy thing to say when the, uh, when the legal issues have not been worked out. This is a layup to say this. I mean, anyone would say this at this point. And then if his legal issues, and there's a lot of them, get settled or he has to settle with all the women and whatever it's going to come of this, then people will be lined up to get him. No, thank you. Do we have Daniel Jones? Uh, Daniel Jones is good. We just screwed him up with our incompetent hires over the last few years, which is probably act. Well, the second part of that's probably accurate. I don't know if Daniel Jones is good. How funny would it be if Daniel Jones is good? I mean, eventually? No, I mean, like, if next year, Daniel Jones, if we're like, wow, well, this guy is really good. You should have thrown the, few, the, Joe the Judge former is administration just a moron. under because Joe, Joe Judge is obviously a buffoon, and he did screw the kid up if he comes back and he's good now. Once we got rid of the guy that called quarterback sneaks on third and nine from his own four, <laughs> a quarterback looks a lot better. That's a great, great question. All right, this was a fun story. Jamar Chase yesterday said, that when he was coming out of high school, Les Miles, who was the coach at LSU at the time, said that Jamar Chase could not play wide receiver and wanted him to play cornerback instead of wide receiver. 
That's an all-time miss by Les Miles. Yeah, I've I've told you the story in the past with Marshall Falk at San Diego State. They started him out at corner because they thought he was better at corner yeah. than running back. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you just completely miss on people, and it comes back, and you're like, you look like a complete idiot. Can you imagine Jamar Chase and how good he is right now and being like, you know, I don't think you're going to make it. I don't think you're going to cut it at this position. Like, the dude's one of the best receivers yeah. in the league already. He sat out a year at LSU and is just like, yeah, whatever. I'm still really good. And he's sitting here in the AFC title game. being like, remember when that moron wanted me to play corner in college? The Mad Hatter. I was a little mad at that point. I think it also shows you can be really bad at your job and still be a successful college football oh, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Next question. All right. Here's one that I don't know exactly what's happening. Is Byron Leftwich the next Jags coach or not? Well, he's not the Denver coach. Um, it was reported that the Jags were going to hire him. And then it suddenly became, uh-oh, they're interviewing Nathaniel Hackett a second time. So they weren't hiring Byron Leftwich. But now Hackett took the Broncos job. Adam Schefter tweeted three hours ago that the finalist for the Jags job was Leftwich and that Everfluss guy that the Bears just hired. <laughs> the Bears stole him from the Jags. So the Bears Everfluss. hired Everfluss, which means it has to be Byron Leftwich? Yeah. Did did the Jags here just try to play like hardball with Byron Leftwich? That could be it. I mean, how's Byron Leftwich going to be for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. Better than Urban Meyer? Yeah. Well, we're better than <laughs> Urban Meyer. We wouldn't be completely out of our minds. I don't know. It's the same conversation with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know how much credit to know. give offensive coordinators yes. who had top five quarterbacks. Now, he actually called plays, though. Yes. I mean, because Bruce Arian said, if I lose him, I'm going back to calling plays. Yeah. So that obvious, yeah, that's a step up over Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett who wasn't yeah. calling plays in terms of responsibility and doing some sort of judgment on right. how on good what the to guy do. was. But still, calling plays for Tom Brady versus, hey, we need to develop True. Trevor Lawrence into a top 10 quarterback. Those are two completely different things to me. Now, maybe it all works out, but I just, I there to me, there's a hesitation when, hey, we hired the offensive coordinator who was really, their offense was really good, but they had Tom Brady or they yeah. had Aaron Rodgers right. when you don't have Tom Brady or Aaron or Rodgers. Rodgers. Okay, so this is according to Chris Porter on Twitter. Sources tell me that Byron Leftwich is the Jags pick, but the holdup is over who will control the roster. Leftwich wants Trent Balke out and the Jags to hire Adrian Wilson, who is the vice president of pro scouting with the Cardinals. So apparently, all right, power play already. Yes, he's already pulling a power play. Get this GM out of here. By the way, uh, Jags fans in the last home game of the season wore clown masks to the game to call their GM a clown. Okay, well maybe or Trent, the owner. Maybe Trent is out. Yeah, so they probably should get rid of that guy. Mm. But hey, they need to go. Uh, they need to go interview. Uh, what was it, Nathaniel Hackett? Yes, Nathaniel okay. Hackett and Everfluss. Whose, name, whose first name I forgot, which I think is fair because his last name is Everfluss. I'm excited there's an NFL coach whose name is Everfluss. I just guessed on the name just by how it was spelled. It might not be, you're right. It might be, it might be Eberfluss. It might be Eberfleisch. But, oh, think, can, can you say it in a Chicago accent? I don't know what a Chicago What's accent is. Chicago? That I mean, one I'm... Uh, 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 yeah, it's, uh, you got to talk like the bears. Say deep dish pizza in a Chicago <laughs> accent. I think they just say... 
I don't think they don't call it deep dish pizza. I just I almost want they call it pizza. I almost want the Raiders to hire Everflush. Somebody named Everflush. So like I don't know if with the straight face I could criticize Everflush for like not going forward on fourth down. Like I don't know if I could say that with a straight face, being like Everflush ruined the game. I don't know if I could do that. So I kind of I kind of want the Raiders to hire somebody with a hilarious name. Next question. All right. This is also a fun story in the NFL. Mike McDonald might be going back to the Ravens. Mike McDonald was the Ravens defensive coordinator under John Harbaugh. He left last offseason to go to Michigan and be Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator. And now he might be leaving Michigan to go back to Baltimore under John Harbaugh. We know which brother he likes. (laughs) He doesn't like Jimmy. So I'm going to go back to John. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I love that. It's the funniest he's thing. He's getting I've seen. jobs with the Harbaugh's. He must yeah. someone must like the guy. Maybe, maybe he's like the friend who the Harbaugh's parents are like, oh, we like this guy more than our kid. Yeah. Like you gotta keep yeah. Mike employed. Yeah. Mike, we, he grew up with you. Yeah, this kid's better than you guy. We yeah. wish he was our son. Keep him employed. It's great. I love this. Just yeah, I'm just gonna work for a different Harbaugh every other year. Like, okay, let's say he goes back to the Ravens and let's say Jim Harbaugh becomes the Raiders head coach. Does he then, after one last year in Baltimore, become Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator a year later in Vegas? For the Raiders? Yeah, yeah. just bounces between oh, no, Harbaugh's. Yeah. And then the next year he goes back to the Raiders. Yeah, they just trade <laughs> off every year. So, yeah, go learn something new and come back to us in a year. All right, coming up next, is San Diego State any good at basketball? To McCabe. A three from the left side is good. Jordan got knocked down. That's a two, not a three. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Uh, Ed, can you help me out here? What is San Diego State basketball? It's a great team every other game. <laughs> they lost to Utah State last night, 75-57. to 57. Now, Utah State's record is not great, but they are still a top 100 Ken Palm team. Like, they've lost a lot of close games. They've had lost like six one possession right, games. Right. They've had a lot of close losses this year. So they're not it's not like Utah State is bad by any means, but it's also not like San Diego State lost by two. No. They lost seventy five. They were favored by two. To fifty seven. And so the last three games for San Diego State, they beat Colorado State by thirty, 30 scored thirty seven points in a loss to Boise State, beat UNLV by twenty five. And, and now lost. lost to San Diego State by 18 yeah. points. What is that team? <laughs> I I mean, I think it's a team that on some nights will play offense and other nights when they can't play offense and they can't score, they don't they're not gonna beat anyone halfway decent, right? <laughs> like I mean, it's a completely inconsistent team. They have a kid like Trey Pullman last night who was their point guard, their starting point guard, I think ended up with zero points and zero assists. Really? Like how can how can that happen? Well, with six minutes left, that's what he had. So how can that happen? How can all right. You're not going to score. I get that because in some nights none of them score except Bradley. But how can you have zero assists? I mean, that's Everybody I don't know what else he, missed their, all their shots. I don't know what he ended up with. He played 20 <laughs> plus minutes. Uh, um, here we go. Uh, zero points. Okay. O of four shooting. Four turnovers. Three rebounds. Zero assists. Zero assists for Trey Pullum. Pulliam. That's amazing for your starting point guard. I, I think it comes down to that. They're so inconsistent offensively. That on a night they score, look, on a night they score like they did against Carter State and UNLV, they're the best team in the conference, just because of their defense. But on other nights when they can't when they can't find the bu- the bucket at all, 
they're going to lose to these teams. I mean, now Utah State the last night, Utah State who can't shoot three-pointers at all last night went crazy from three. Or at least they did better than they have been doing at three-pointers. Yeah, they had 10 threes. Okay, so and, and they, they don't shoot threes, or they haven't been good from three-point range all year. But, yeah. I Matt, can't tell you. I want to. If you tell me before the game, San Diego State scoring in the seventies, then they're winning the game. Matt Bradley made eight of twelve shots last night, and that's after he made like nine of ten against Vegas. How did they lose when Matt Bradley made eight of twelve? Literally, nobody else on that team had a decent no. game offensively. <laughs> the only guy Listen, who's consistent. San Diego State's probably going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but. I don't think they're an NCAA tournament team. No, and if they're in an 8-9 game and it's one of those 37-point nights, they'll get embarrassed. <laughs> Cuz an 8-9 game, they're going to play a they're going to play a power 5 school. Yes, normally. Yeah, they're going to get a power 5 school. They're not going to put 8 in. Although sometimes the tournament committee likes to get these mid-majors out as quickly as possible <laughs> so they're like, "All right, you play another mid-major and we'll get one of you guys out." But <laughs> no, usually 8-9 they're going to have a power 5 school against um usually against a mid-major, so I don't know what to tell you. I don't think they're. I don't think they're in say tournament team either. But every every bracketology have them in very high. Yeah, yeah. I mean because, eight nine lines. Yeah, not like even elevens where you're one of the last ones in. Yeah, no, very high because they're still. I mean, what are they by forty Ken Pum, something in so. Ken Palm? Forty four. Thirty nine still. Okay, they're still in the top forty, which is okay. still pretty solid range to be. I'd have to they're see. They're thirty nine. Yeah, their net I think is is a little bit lower. Their net ranking is in the forties. So if you're 39 in Kenpom, you have a good chance. Yeah, yeah you're, probably, you're probably in the probably tournament. In, uh, if you're in the top 40 in Kenpom. I so, wouldn't want to be Nevada because it's the odd game on Saturday and they're coming to VA House <laughs> Arena. So I wouldn't want to be those guys. 106 gonna... to 38. <laughs> exactly. Final score. Exactly. <laughs> All right. On the UNLV, they play tomorrow against Colorado State. A lot of injury slash health updates on this team. First off, Donovan Williams did not practice yesterday. Donovan Williams has a knee injury. He played in the first half against San Diego State, did not play in the second half against San Diego State. And he State. wasn't good in the first half. Yeah. He, uh, did he make one shot? He was zero one of shots? seven. Yeah. He, Kevin Kruger yesterday didn't give any definitive update, but reading between the lines, it sounds like he is not going to mm-hmm. play Friday against Colorado State. Uh, so I would expect UNLV to be without Donovan Williams on Sat or on Friday, I should say. Royce Ham missed practice yesterday due to an illness. Uh, it is not, not COVID, COVID related, but due to an illness, Royce Ham missed practice. Uh, Kruger didn't really give an update, but it seemed like they're expecting Royce Ham to be back and able to play on Friday. Marvin Coleman missed practice uh, due to an illness, and he was not there at all. Uh, he has missed the last three games, by the way. Have they also said non-COVID? Yes, they have said non-COVID for him. Okay. He's now he's now missed like 10 days, like hasn't been seen practice or game for like 10 days. So that's a little curious situation there with Marvin Coleman. Don't know what's happening there. Josh Baker was a non-contact participant yesterday. So he did some of the walkthrough drills. Oh, it's actually funny. They would, they would do a drill and Josh Baker would not be able to participate because it was a contact drill. But when they would screw up and have to run, Josh Baker still had to run. Because <laughs> he can run. He just can't, you know, hit people. Or he, can't, can hit. he can't rebound. Right. He can't, you know, run into people. But so when his teammates would screw up, he'd have to run. I thought that was funny yesterday. But what that means is yesterday at practice, UNLV did not have three starters as full participants. They had without Williams, without Ham, and Josh Baker was a 
non-contact participant. Against Colorado State on Friday, do they have any chance of winning if Donovan Williams can't play? No, I don't know if they have a chance of winning if he does play. Yeah. I don't know how they score against Colorado State if they literally just have Bryce Hamilton as sort of the lone offensive weapon on that team. Like, I don't like Colorado State is much better offensively than they are defensively. This isn't, you're not playing San Diego State, who's uh, or Boise. Yeah, who's awesome defensively. But they're still, right now, Ken Palm ranked 100th defensively. And they're 19th offensively. They're the best offensive team in the conference. You're going to have to score a lot to keep up with what Colorado State is doing. So it's just hard to see a team without its number two scorer in Donovan Williams. And maybe their most efficient overall scorer in the year in Donovan Williams. It's hard to see them winning that game. Honestly, it's hard to see them keeping it within single digits without Donovan Williams. Because even if Bryce Hamilton has a good game, somebody else has to do something. And we haven't seen it from Mike Nuga. Royce Ham has had some good games, but he's not scoring like 20. Like right. you're, you're not you're feeding Royce Ham in the post. He's scoring more or less off, you know, rolls to the baskets or offensive rebounds. Like Keyshawn Gilbert's not really an offensive guy. I guess Jordan McCabe and Justin Webster could knock down a bunch of threes. Like that's probably the path to victory for UNLV is Hamilton's got to have a good game and you've got to have a ridiculous like 11 of 18 from three point range. Yeah shooting night and this team's not a great three-point shooting team but that's probably the path to victory without donovan williams and that's very that's asking a lot right it's very slim because even even if you do that colorado state might still outscore you still score 80 (laughs) they still might outscore you so that's kind of a a very bizarre thing one last thing on unlv their next home game uh not for a little bit here but they play nevada big rivalry game they're giving away free tickets if you go to canes on maryland and flamingo and say, go Rebels, when you order, you get a free pair of tickets to the game. All right. How's attendance going to be uh, for a rivalry well, game? Well, I think it'll be better than the last one. I mean, I we, we've talked about this with Eric Harper. I give him a lot of credit. He's trying to do things, and this is kind of a fun uh, little promotion to go in and say, you know, because obviously Canes is one of their sponsors, um, to say, go Rebels, and you get a pair of tickets. I, I give this guy credit, man. He's doing everything he can to get students at that game. And I think there'll be more students this time than the last one because it's Reno and it's the uh, it's the rivalry. You just hope someone can tell do them, some kind of reaction. Well, tell them to stand up at the right time and tell them to cheer. <laughs> that would be better. You got It's one step at a time out there, man. It's one step at a time. So I, I for them, I hope they get more students this time than last because it's Reno. I'm just I'm curious if people are going to show up because, hey, oh, it's a rivalry game. It happens in football. Yeah, UNLV can be bad the entire season, and then okay, they're playing Nevada. Let's we're going to go show up and and cheer for UNLV to win a rivalry game. It's not quite the same in basketball, right? The I mean, I think the students are showing up for those free Nikes. They should be. Yeah. Um, and you could win a spring break trip yeah. too. They gave away two last game and be showing up for that. So I'm I'm just curious because it feels I'd like to think. The UNLV is going to have a decent crowd for that. I'd like to think, like, they've been announcing about 4,000 for most of their games. Is that, that fair? That seems fair. I, I, I'm i sure fourth, it's I'm sure it's a little bit right. more than actuality, but that seems like that's the right amount that's in there. I'd like to think they can announce six to 7,000 and that be and have pretty— five. And have close to six to 7,000 right. in the building. I'd like to think that's what they can do against Nevada and have people actually cheer for that, but maybe I'm just optimistic about UNLV no. fans because— 
They did just get throttled by San Diego State, and we're sitting here thinking they're going to get throttled by Colorado State. Reno the next game? Yeah, and it might be uh, not looking uh, great, Yeah, guys. if they get throttled tomorrow night, we'll see. So I I don't know. I'm optimistic, but maybe I shouldn't be optimistic. Here. Ooh, burping on the air. That came out of nowhere. You ever burp come out of nowhere? It's very professional of me. All right, well, we know what we're asking Millsy right off the top. <laughs> Coming up next, Darren Millard. Darren, I have a question for you. In your broadcasting career, have you ever been surprised by a burp on air? Uh, no. I've, like, accidentally, like, inhaled and the tongue goes slightly the wrong way and you'll go, like, <clears throat> like that uh, every now and then. Jeez. But uh, but but never, never a burp. I literally... Uh, I had a colleague uh, one time that, uh, well, he still does it. He coughs every now and then, Darren Dreger. Uh <laughs> From uh, from TSN, he just has these coughing fits, uh, and and it will grab him like every now and then at the most inopportune time. But uh, but never never a burp. Okay, I just did like at the end of last segment. I don't. It just came out of nowhere. I had no time to get well, away from no, the mic. No, I know why. Just burp. It, 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 it comes from the drive-through at, uh, at I six thirty in the morning. That's I didn't have any this from. morning. No, I didn't. He just, he just brought in the water bottle yeah. this morning with water. I didn't have any. Wow. Breakfast this yeah. morning. Were you that late? No, I actually had cereal before I left my house. That's incredible. That's real progress for you. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I I eat cereal. It's not like it's healthy. I got well, the, it's better I, than what what you're doing on the drive-through. Is it? Uh, it depends yeah, on the cereal. Honeycomb. Good, good point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If it's if it's if it's Captain Crunch, yeah, exactly. Or if it's a huge then, thing of then, Lucky then, Charms, then, and you might as well go get your Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's honeycomb. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a great point. It was honeycomb, Darren. How does that rate on your cereal scale? Uh, that's, that's borderline Chick-fil-A. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I told you, it's not progress. I'll go to Chick-fil-A yeah. tomorrow. It'll be delicious. It'll be great. Didn't even know they still sold honeycomb. What do you mean? It's like the oh. best cereal that exists. <laughs> that's a great point. I haven't heard of honeycomb in a long time. When's yeah. the last time you ate cereal? I ate raisin bread. Uh, yeah, I eat it all the time, but I eat healthy stuff. Yeah. Raisin Bran's pretty good for a healthy cereal. I'll eat Raisin Bran. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Jared hey, what seems are you doing disgusted. now that the uh, the Raiders are are, are out? What's keeping Wait, you busy? Waiting to see who the GM and coach is. It's a big, Ooh, big, yeah. uh, big. Uh, hopefully, there's a big announcement soon. Everyone else is swooping up these GMs and coaches. I don't know who's left. Got to see yeah, who's left for these guys. It's it's going to make the choice easy, actually. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jimmy, you're the last one we've interviewed, and no, no one's hired you. So let's go. That would be that would be uh, part for the course. Darren, when are you going to actually answer our questions about Jack Eichel? Uh, what's the question about Jack Eichel? Who they're trading to make room for Jack Eichel? They're they're not trading anybody until they actually have to activate. Right. So, but he's going to be able to play sometime in the near future. So they're going to have to do it eventually. Like it's it's not coming. A, not it's if coming. somebody's out. Who's going to be out? Who are you hurting? I don't know. I'm not hurting anybody. There's only listen. I, I, no, there's there's only like but weird thing. Stuff happens out of the blue. Like who expected you to drive your car into the your, your house? I wasn't Nobody. driving. I wasn't and, driving. And then and then your ghost car drive into your house. Right. Not a chance. So you you don't. You don't plan for those things to happen. They just do. So, until it happens, um, let's uh, let's let's wait wait and see. I I will not cave into your peer pressure, Riley it, Smith. I just 
I want to be in the room with the conversation. Riley, how you feeling? Great. No, your leg hurts. What? <laughs> no, you, you, uh, we, we see you limping. Your your leg hurts. Are you sure? Yes, you, you your leg hurts. But here's the thing. Like like, let's let's use that for an example. He's he's a uh, a guy who's. Uh, contract uh is up why, why would he want to do that uh he, he's trying to to add up points and 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 production and make himself as valuable as possible so uh guys want to play guys want to uh at the end of their career they want to look back and 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 look at 700 games instead of 650 games uh i i, I don't buy that at all that uh and and i know that uh, this goes to the kucherov thing and i didn't buy it then uh guys actually want to want to be able to to produce especially star players especially frontline players good uh, point. They, they just don't want to sit there good point so riley smith is getting traded instead he's not <laughs> not getting <laughs> traded <laughs> he's not they, they may can we, they, can they we may have in? to make an adjustment like if, if everybody's healthy if everybody's healthy they will have to make some kind of roster move, uh, which involves uh, shedding some salary, and that's that's the reality of it. But uh, until that happens, uh, I don't know who it is, and and it may come down to uh, who's clicking and who's who's clicked uh, in the past. And and do you do you make a decision based on on chemistry uh, within the team uh, on the ice and and try to go at it that way? So I. Uh, there's there's multiple factors that that will play into this beyond just shedding the the necessary salary. All right, so we need to tweet out VGK insider Darren Milsey Millard reports exclusively Ryan, or, sorry Riley Smith will not be traded. Yes, get that out on Twitter. <laughs> get that out there right, right now. Yes, right right now. No nope, period. Like, right. No nope, period. That what Jared said is what gets tweeted. Right now, no. Nope. Uh, it's uh, it's impressive how you spin it or attempt to spin it. But uh, here, here's the other one. Like, when, when's Jack coming back? Uh, three months was the baseline, right? We all agree on that. Yes. Okay, that takes you to February 12th. If everything's perfect, it's February 12th, and there's nothing to say that they can't take a little bit extra time. And if you take a little bit extra time, a week or, or two weeks, that takes you into March. There's there's uh, there's no rush for this. We've we've got if that's the case, you've got more than a month uh, to 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 make your decision or to or see where the where the chips fall. Or he's ready to go against the Sabers in like five days. I would. Uh, I'm not telling you this, but I don't think that he that that would be two weeks ahead of schedule. And when you're dealing with with not not rehab but but a bone in your neck growing around the artificial disc and before you can uh, and and have that to be so stable that you can take contact and body contact and you know he's going to be raring to go in that game that would be to me that would be a big stretch like two weeks uh ahead of schedule in a three-month window that's a, a big percentage and so i i just i know it's a great story and and it's uh, it's the the ideal situation for Jack, but I don't see uh, that happening. Um, just based on the the simple math and the calendar, and they still have, they still will play in Buffalo later, which uh, does fit into the window of of him being in the lineup, and and I think that's probably a more important game. 
I'll tell you when he's coming back when he has the purple jersey on in practice because he had the red non-contact. And then for whatever reason, he went to some baby blue jersey that no one seems to know what the hell that is. So uh, I don't know if that's partial contact or you can only like go, you know, lower body contact, take his legs out. But they put that purple jersey on, baby. He's coming back the next night. Have you ever figured out what the blue jersey means? What's that mean? The the baby blue one uh, is the one is basically the red version when they're on the road. I don't know why it changes. I, I have no <laughs> idea, but uh, but it happened earlier this year. I can't remember who was in the, the baby blue, and I asked Darren Elliott. I'm like, what? What is that? And he's like, uh, is he the only one in it? I said, yeah. And he said, well, it's got to be the, the non-contact then. <sighs> but I don't I don't know why it changes. I'll find out for you guys. For that's a big week. that's a big ask. Yeah. Also, uh, also well, ask the what? players how they feel about having to mentally figure out which colors they can and can't hit based on which city they're in that day. <laughs> well, it's pretty obvious when because <laughs> they're they're very different. The red stands out, and the baby blue definitely stands out. The robin egg blue is uh, is 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 very pretty and uh, and noticeable when you're when you're on the ice. You would be you would be robin egg blue for sure. Oh yeah, uh, nobody can touch me. I fall down on my no. own. I'd make contact with the ice even if I was in the non-contact <laughs> jersey. There's and the ice, the ice would get yelled at. Yeah, well, absolutely. Not to touch him. Absolutely, that's what we should do. Um, what do you think? Did you see the report this morning about the Coyotes uh, in negotiations with Arizona State to play three to four years at Arizona State's new multi-purpose arena, which has a seating capacity of five thousand people? Well, you've got to make sure that you've got to, you have a place to play. Is it ideal? No. Is it borderline uh, weird? Yeah. Uh, is it economical? No. Uh, there's there's a lot that goes against the grain here when you're talking a, a major professional sport. But uh, would they rather play there than in Tucson? If if they're left without a place, uh, and Tucson's uh, home of their um, American Hockey League affiliate, then yeah, because you don't want to, then you got to move your uh, AHL affiliate uh, around. So uh, I, I think it's just them trying to cover all their bases in in case uh, they can't play uh, at the NBA facility. I, I was told um, a few months ago that the NBA owner had no interest in having them play in the, in his facility. None. Uh, that may change and and may be adjusted, and you may get the two commissioners uh, involved uh, to try and solve that. But uh, I, th- I think this is just uh, a way to make sure that they've got uh, somewhere that they can play their games. It's it would be it wouldn't be good. It would be it would be <laughs> well, it would be sad. We were asking, it, is it even it legal? Be... I mean, not legal is the wrong word, but it's five thousand people. Will they? They'll allow a team for three to four years play in front of 5,000 people? I mean, I guess if they're good, the ticket prices would increase. But, I mean, 5,000 people? Well, Ed, I, I don't know this for sure, but, but my memory seems to uh, tell me that there is a minimum number for uh, an NHL arena uh, for attendance. And Winnipeg is below that, but it was uh, it was allowed in uh, because of the, the situation in Atlanta. Winnipeg is 15,000. Uh, and change, uh, so uh, something screams to my head that it's sixteen thousand. That you have to have capacity for sixteen thousand. So that, that that would that would be, uh, I think, against regulations or requirements, <laughs> but also just a simple like like what is going on here? Like really, uh, can can you 
move it somewhere where at least you've got like we're we're talking one if nobody's in the building so maybe 5000 is good if they're going to be terrible <laughs> and, and they're only and, they, and there wasn't I can tell you there wasn't 5000 people when Winnipeg was there uh, about 3 weeks ago uh, they they announced 9700 but there was there wasn't 5000 people so maybe maybe that be that be good because there'd be a full full building but come on like it's it's getting it's just another chapter in the uh, in the 30 year history there I want them to go to the Stanley Cup final while playing in a 5,000 seat arena. Could you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> playing to 100% capacity. Oh, that incredible. would be, uh, that would that that would be outstanding. No, it's just it's again, it's just making sure that they've got a place to play. But it's also I I guarantee you the league's not happy about this. Uh, because of the, uh, the the optics, and that 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 we're talking about this on on great shows like yours, uh, that that this is this is not uh, this is not ideal, and it's 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 goofy. All right, I want you I want you in a baby blue jersey next time I see a right. commercial with you playing goalie. Oh, I I, I, I should be in a baby blue uh, jersey when I when I'm in in goal because nothing touches me. <laughs> He's Darren Millard, <laughs> emergency backup goalie. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, buddy. Be good, boys. See you. Bye. So there is Darren Millard on the Golden Knights and the Coyotes disaster. Oh, what a fun, what a fun interview. I'll try not to cough for the rest of the show or burp. He gets it to Duncan. Back to Bam. Hand off to Duncan. Top of the key. Slightly to the right side. Knocks down the three. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. You might have to pay attention to the Miami Heat, too. They're the actual one seed in the East right now with that coach who is definitely not destined for the Hall of Fame. Destined? He's already in. Not going. Not going. All right, hold on. I got to – we got to ask this because ZJ King on Twitter says – to me, your stat knowledge is great. Your taste in cereal is not. Honeycomb has a Ken Palm of 346. I've Okay, I'll be honest with you. Um, we eat cereal at the house. Somewhat somewhat healthy. We have some sugar cereals too. But when you said honeycomb, I've got to be honest with you, I forgot that it even existed. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not like trying to rip your cereal, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. Like, And we have mostly Raisin Bran. A lot of a lot of um like oats and everything. Then we'll throw in a, a sugar every once in a while. But when you said you said honeycomb, I I was like Darren, like I wasn't even trying to make fun. Like I I totally forgot that one even existed. All right, my top is that the only one you eat? No, no, my top three. I'll eat just about any cereal. My top three cereals though: honeycomb, frosted flakes, honey nut Cheerios. Okay, we have honey nut yeah, Cheerios. We those, have honey nut Cheerios. Those are all bad. Eating all three of those. All the time. I those only are delicious. lot of is the frosted flakes is all the one with the sugar on top. Yeah, but I mean it's not that much sugar compared to anything else. Like it's like those are all three like average healthy cereals. Right. They're not super healthy, Ooh. but they're not Lucky Charms. Those are not. Yeah, those aren't Lucky Charms. Those, those aren't, aren't Lucky Co- Charms. Cocoa Pops. Those aren't Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, yeah Puffs. all those. Those aren't Cookie right. Crisp. They're not cocoa puffs. Where at the end you just drink a, a bottle of chocolate. <laughs> you milk. suddenly have yeah. chocolate you, milk. You, you like, suddenly have. It's from? like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's cool. I get cereal, <laughs> and then I get my chocolate milk at the end because it's just completely Is turned it to chocolate. Bad that I only eat cereal whenever I look in my fridge and I go, "Oh, the milk expired two days ago. I better, I yeah. better get rid of this right now." That's fair. That's fair. Milk, 
timing to how much milk you need, very tough part of my life. Did you have the cliche of the parents growing up, if you're hungry, just eat a bowl of cereal? That's what they told us, like my sisters and I. Like, if you're hungry, just eat a bowl of cereal. Like we Ours was to like out. either a sandwich or like make yourself a... Peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had cereal. I don't think she ever told us specifically to eat cereal, like if it was lunchtime, but it we was got a sandwich. That. We'd want to like go to Taco Bell or something like that, and she'd be like, have cereal. Oh. I'm like, all right. I, n- n- I never got eat cereal for lunch or dinner. I mean, I got, we'll, we'll eat at home. We have food <laughs> at home. I got that. But it was never, nope, you're eating cereal for dinner. I never got that one down. So hold on. Jared, what are your favorite cereals? Oh, whatever I whatever my roommate leaves okay, in the... Okay, all right. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's genuinely, I like milk, so I will look in the... But I also will randomly look in the fridge and be like, payday isn't for another two days. This milk is three days past expiration. It's still get, it's getting used. You like milk. Yeah. Like, you will drink a glass of milk. Right, yes. Yeah. So growing up, we drank milk. Right. Like when we right. ate dinner, right. everybody had a glass of milk. Yes. Right. Like yes. that's what we did. We and did so I will not drink just a glass of milk, though. Like I will have milk with cereal. If we like have cookies, I'll be like, yes, I would like some milk to drink with my cookies. But that's it. I will not drink milk, okay, which is I'm why good. it's hard for me to judge how much milk I need because I have to judge how often am I going to eat cereal and cookies for the next two yeah, weeks? Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. We're exactly the same. I won't drink milk just to – like if I have like a sandwich for lunch, like I won't drink milk, I'll right. drink water. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. I won't I drink milk. choose water over milk yes. every single time. But the cereal, loading it up. Favorite cereal is what? Healthy or bad? <laughs> Favorite cereal. Yeah. Probably Raisin Bran. I like raisin bran. I probably raisin bran. I like raisins though. Yeah, but I'll eat raisin bran. That's a good. I like that cereal. When we grew up, and I think it was because my poor mom, like she's from you know born and raised in Ireland, and you know, I mean, she was she was, God she was just like handed a potato. Yeah, yeah God love her. I mean, she's anything, and I really think because she was from the back roads of Ireland, she thought Lucky Charms was cool because of the because of the um, <laughs> it being Lucky Charms. <laughs> So she would buy that, and I think she thought it was like American way of having Irish cereal because of the leprechaun. I'm, I'm you're, you're you're laughing, but we always had that in the house. I mean, is that crazy? A little bit. I mean, I think she, re- I think she really thought that. Like, man, we have this Lucky Charm stuff a lot. Okay, another important food question: Would you eat pizza with cold cheese on it? No, I saw this. Okay, so there's a restaurant in Pittsburgh that serves pizza, but the cheese is cold. And the way they do the this toppings are cold. Is, yeah, and the toppings. The way they do is they take the dough, they put the sauce on it, and then stick it in the oven, and then pull it out when it's done, and put cold shredded cheese and, and cold toppings. If you get pepperoni or mushroom or whatever. Yes. Cold toppings on top of the pizza. Can't do it. I mean, I'd try. I mean, I microwave it, my. Don't you microwave your pizza a day later? No, toaster oven. Yes. No, toaster. but you heat it. Yeah. 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 But no, no microwave. Yeah. Okay. Microwave is what turns it into a. Piece of okay. cardboard. I can't figure out why you would do this. It appears to be very, if you look at that tweet, it appears to be very popular. There's a lot, a lot of people, people there. there. A lot of people are eating this cold cheese pizza. I can't figure out why you would do this. However, well, maybe the pizza's so hot. However, the cheese up. pizza is like hard to screw up because it is basically bread, sauce, and, and cheese. cheese. I still think I would like this. You do. It's bread, sauce, and cheese. We just, the cheese is cold. I still think I would like this. 